Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Hi, everybody. It is great to be with you at Church Online today. Hope you, I'm sure you're safe and I hope you're well. Hey, as we get started, I want to just point you to two things. The first is our online connect is now launched and we'd love you to be part of it. It uh, is a connect space for this online service and it's interactive. We do Bible study together. We catch up with each other and it's on a Wednesday night. You can head to our website uh, to find out all about that. The other thing I'd love you to do is to be praying, praying for our leaders at a national level, our state uh, leaders, our premier, her cabinet, the government, uh, the, the leaders on the, on the front here, um, health professionals, and you, you can think of everybody involved. We, we continue to pray for you, praying for, for you to be healthy, for a healthy mind, and uh, for businesses to flourish in the midst of adverse circumstances and for you to be good in your soul. So we're praying for you. Let's be praying for each other and, and uh, in Jesus' name. So let me pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this gathering together today. And I, I just pray, God, that you would encourage every person in their heart and mind. They'd be lifted. They'd be strengthened. They'd be built. And these words we're about to uh, look at, Lord, I pray they'd be really helpful in setting up people's lives in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let's, let's go straight to it. Now, I, I want to warn you. It's not going to start particularly chirpy, but you just need to hang in there. We're, we're headed towards the good stuff, okay? So stay with me. Can you remember a time or ever living through a time like the times in which we live? I, I definitely cannot. We, we've, had, we've had drought. We've had, we've had fires in our nation. We've had, we've had floods. I mean, it's all been going on. And then, of course, internationally, we had the Trump presidency. And whatever you think of that, it certainly was a tumultuous time globally. We've had COVID and we're in the middle of COVID. In fact, we've never had more COVID cases than right now. And so there's lockdown and there's sickness and there's death locally and lots of it globally. And then there are other things like the growing tension with China for Australia. And more subtly and maybe most importantly, there's significant shift in the Western culture that we all live in. These are um, unprecedented days that we're living in, certainly unprecedented in my lifetime and many of yours. And so that, that all got me thinking, that and more really, got me thinking about this thought, how do we live elevated in times like these? How do we live an elevated life in times like these? And, and so we started last week, and last week we started by talking about uh, living with an elevated soul, how to live elevated in our soul. And this week, I want to talk about elevated thinking. How do we live elevated in our thinking in times like these? Because I think, I believe that that's God's hope for every person, and it's his will for every believer that we would live elevated lives and elevated in our souls and elevated in our thinking. Uh, here's a, a couple of verses uh, that we used last week that I want to use right now that really capture the essence of what we're talking about. Isaiah 58, verses 11 and 12, it says this. 
The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and strengthen your frame. In some versions it says, in a drought-stricken land. Goes on and says, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. You shall rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. And so Isaiah here is talking, and and the backdrop to it is a drought-stricken land and a place of rubble and ruins. And Isaiah says, he says, hey, in the midst of that, you are going to be like this. Drought-stricken, rubble and ruins, but you, you'll be like this. You're going to be like a well-watered garden. You're going to be like a spring whose waters never fail. You're going to be, you're going to be vibrant. You're going to be full of life. You're going to be life-giving. You're going to be uplifted. You're going to be uplifting others. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be strong. You're going to be a source of hope, a source of strength, elevated and elevating others. That's a pretty remarkable statement. Drought-stricken land, rubble and ruins, but you, you'll be strong. And so I believe that's how God wants us to be. It's his hope for all humanity. It certainly is will for every believer. So how to live with elevated thinking in times like these is our specific topic today. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. It's talking about a stingy man. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he, so is the person. That, that, that's big, isn't it? The, the, the way a person thinks in the de- depth of their being is actually who the person is. As he thinks in his heart, so he is. As we think in our heart, so are we. As I think in my heart, that's who I am. And as you, the way you think in your heart, that's who you are. That's what Proverbs says. And so, you know, as we think about that, how we think is who we are, how we think in our heart, in the depth of our being is who we're becoming and how we think in our heart is really determining how we'll live. Well, well, that I, when I hear that, I, I want to take note of that. And more than that, I see the incredible potential in that. Because I can control my thought life. I can rule my thinking. I can dictate and shape and influence and determine the way that I think, and so can you. So how do we how do we live with elevated thinking in the times like these? Well, well, we're gonna see because as we think in our heart, so we are. As we get into this, can we can we acknowledge this one thing? That we have room to grow in the way we think. You and I haven't mastered the art of thinking yet. If I come to it with that, that there's room to grow in the way that I think, I'll, I'll take something away from this today. The, the challenge will be when you bump up against something in this message that you're like, yeah, I don't know if I'm up for that. That's where the challenge is. Uh, am, am, and so if I start with, I know there's room to grow in the way I think we're, we're on the right track. The other thing to think of here as we think about this, what if the way to live with elevated thinking isn't the way you think it works? Be open to that it might look different to how you currently think, the processes, the ways, the things that you think on. If, if we're there, um, we're on the right track because just because the way we think, just because, sorry, um, we think the way we do, it doesn't make it right. Just because we think the way we do doesn't make it best. It, it doesn't make it wise. 
And so there might be room to grow. Uh, and especially if I'm a Christian. If I'm a Christian today, it's even more important because many times oh, the way I think needs some Bible intervention. It needs some Bible renewal to go on in me. And so let's, let's be all in today and let's get to this. So, so what are your strongest thoughts right now? What are they? Is your life bending to um, that way of thinking, whatever your strongest thoughts are? Is your life bending that way, whatever they are? Is, is your, are you becoming that kind of person, the, the strongest thoughts in your heart and mind at this time? Is your life pulling in that direction? Because our life will move in the direction of our biggest thoughts, won't it? It just will. And so what are your strongest thoughts right now? Are you in a great place? Are you in a good state in your heart or something else? Where, where, where are you today? Can you locate yourself? And if you're a believer, is your, is your, your, your thought bending you to God's way of thinking? Is, is, is your thought t- turning you into the kind of person that God would call all of us to be? Is, is my thinking leading me in the direction in which God would take me? Are you in a great place? Are you in a great space? I hope you are today. So as a person thinks in their heart, so is a person. That has incredible potential in our lives. Um, Amen. So let's get super practical. Here, Here are three things today I think really help us. Number one, elevated thinkers create new rhythms. Elevated thinkers create new rhythms or new rhythms of thinking. Listen to this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8 from the Bible. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So just want to pause there as a side note and say, hey, the power of prayer says, hey, are you worried about anything? Are you anxious? Prayer in these times that we live, thanksgiving, um, make your request known to God. And then it goes on and says, and the peace of God, which transcends understanding, he will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's very powerful for us. But verse 8 says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things or such things. Whatever is, and then it gives the list, whatever, whatever is, listen to them, true, noble, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, um, whether praiseworthy, think about these things. And um, can you see how, can you see how immediately applying these in our lives starts to elevate the way that we think? Um, the reason I love this verse so much is that a whole lot of years ago now, um, more than a decade ago, uh, I used to have a home office downstairs at home in, in the house we used to live in. And I took this scripture and I put it on my wall. I wasn't thinking as clearly or as healthily as I wanted to. And I took verse 8, Philippians 4, 8, and I just put it on my wall. And every single day that I was home, I'd go down into my office and I'd work through these things one by one. I'd get super practical. I'd go, um, whatever is true, and I'd think about something that was true. I wouldn't just quote the scripture. I'd think about something that was true. And then I'd, I'd do the next one. Whatever is noble, think about somebody or something somebody has done that, that is noble. And then whatever is pure, something that was pure, right? I'd think about that as well. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely. So, you know, just daydream about Bron. 
Whatever is lovely, oh, that'll lift your thoughts. Don't you though, just me, that's just for me. You daydream about your spouse or maybe nobody else at this point, that might be unhelpful, but I daydream about Brian. Uh, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy. And I just worked through that every day for like a year and a half. And then eventually what happened was it started to become the natural rhythm in the way that I thought. I'd be in conversations where someone was being negative about someone and, and I'd start to think about the praiseworthy quality in them. And, and this is what the Bible intends. It's this powerful change in the way we think. It's creating new rhythms that actually elevate the way we think and the way God intended. It's, it's this proactive, disciplined pattern of thinking. And so it's like, uh, you think of it like this, like a thinking to-do list. Those of you who love lists. Is great. Every single morning you can wake up and before the day's hardly started, you can start ticking stuff off. You will love this. But it's like a to-do list that, that trains us uh, in a new rhythm of the way we think. And so I'd encourage you, it was transformative for me. I'm thinking about going back to it again. It'd be transformative to you. What I love about this is you can't lose. You can't do this list and end up worse off. Yeah, look at it. You're going to win. You're going to be better. Things are going to be elevated. You'll be elevated in your thinking. That'll translate into who you are. It'll translate into who you're becoming. It'll translate into where you're headed. It'll translate into how you think and speak and look at the world. It'll translate into our mood and the atmosphere we create around us. It, it will be powerful in your life. That's number one. And here's number two. Number two is elevated thinkers replace thoughts. This is so simple and more powerful than we realize. Elevated thinkers replace thoughts. This, this passage that we just read in Philippians, actually what it's doing is we don't know what they were thinking like, but we know that the apostle Paul is changing their thinking. He's replacing what thoughts currently are in play with this new set of thoughts. Noble, pure, worthy, excellent, blah, blah. And he's changing it. He's changing and replacing their thoughts. Uh, old thoughts are going out and new thoughts are coming in. And, and God wants that to go on in our lives. That changes us from the inside out. Think about it like you have a negative thought. Imagine taking it out and putting a new thought in. We have a critical thought, taking that out and, and putting champion thoughts in. Imagine that. Instead of being critical of someone you might be today, imagine taking that out and replacing it with a thought that champions them, that, that focuses on how good they are, what you love about them. Wouldn't that be a powerful change? Um, complaining thoughts going out and thankful thoughts coming in. So powerful, changing our thoughts, replacing our thoughts. That I missed out on something. Is it FOMO? It's FOMO, right? And then I'm grateful. What am I grateful for instead? Taking, replacing what I haven't got with what I have got. Replacing doubt out and faith in. Taking fear out and hope in. Taking all, and just remember that, depressing thoughts out with elevating thoughts in. Uh, you know, they're just replacing our thoughts. But then there's another level. Let's think about the next level of replacing thoughts because this is where the first humans failed and the chaos that's ensued began is a series of thoughts were delivered to them that they were meant to throw out and replace, but instead they just let them run wild and have their way. 
And, and it was in that thought process, instead of replacing the thought, they let their minds run wild, they entertain the thought, and it costs them big time. Uh, it costs us all, but it costs them. Flirting with thoughts that need to be replaced is like playing with fire, like you will get burned. We will. And so let's, they'd replace it. And so the first humans failed at it, but Jesus comes along and he overcomes by it. It's so powerful, so incredible, actually. Jesus is confronted with a series of thoughts that are tempting to his life. And in each case, he, he confronts the thought. He, he takes it and he, he replaces it with the word of God. The thought comes to him and he takes it out and he replaces it with God's thought. A thought's brought to him, he takes it out and he replaces it with God's thought. Thought comes to him a third time, he takes it out and replaces it with God's thought on the matter. And he goes through this cycle until the Bible says, but they could find nothing in him. And so they departed for a more opportune time. And Jesus overcome by replacing his thoughts with the word of God. And, and scripture is like that. It's like the clean air of up here. You know, when you get out of the smog of the city, or you city dwellers, and your evil smog, and up into the hills where the air is cleaner. Scripture is like that. It's, it's like clean air for the soul and clean air for the mind. You've got, you've got clean air coming in. Is it getting into your spirit, getting into your heart, getting into your mind? It's like clear air in our lives. And so here's, a, here's another one. Think about it, replacing the old thought with the God thought. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 31 to 33, because the previous talked kind of about temptation and, and all of that. But this, is, this takes it next level, I think, again. Matthew chapter 8, verse 31 to 33. I wonder what you would have done here. He then began, Jesus, speaking of Jesus, he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. He must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this and took and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Imagine that. Imagine rebuking Jesus. Bad move. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciple, he rebuked Peter. Listen to what he says. Get Behind me, Satan. I'm not sure that he smiled. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but mere human thought. So here is Peter, full of good intention, rebuking Jesus. And Jesus says, Peter, you've come with a human thought. But I, I want you to know that I'm replacing that thought with the God thought. And this is big for us because sometimes our thoughts are just human. They're just natural. And sometimes they're harmless. Sometimes they're wise. Sometimes they're good. But sometimes they're at odds with the thoughts of God. And in those moments, the elevated life and especially the fully lived faith has to take charge. It's not passive. It's assertive. It takes charge and says, no, that thought um, is out. And the God thought needs to come in. I wonder where that is for you. Replace a natural thought with a God thought. Replace a natural thought with the God thought. Number one, create new rhythms. That's what elevated thinkers do. Number two, they replace thoughts. And number three, they do something that's common to us all, but stay with me for a moment. They, or to many of you, renew their minds. Many of you will know this scripture uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world or the culture of this time, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
And, and this is why Jesus could do what he did and is because his mind was renewed. There was a renewing going on. And so our, our minds are either being renewed by scripture, by God, or being filled with something else. It's true of you. It's true of me. So, you know, if you're a believer, would you say you're more conformed to the world right now or more transformed by the word of God right now? Which is it? Maybe after we finish, you could you could play this game. Um, if you're in a group, like put a topic in the middle and just name a topic and then give your thought on it. Would you say your thought on that topic is more conformed to the pattern of this world or transformed by the renewal of the word of God? Which is it? And do it. Why don't you try it with money and try it with family and try it with sex and try it with marriage and try it with all kinds of things and see, is the pattern of thinking in me more conformed to the pattern of the world or transformed by the word of God? Let's 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 be those who renew our minds. Proverbs 23, as we wrap, for as the person thinks in their heart, so is the person. How we think is who we are. How we think is who we're becoming. How we think is how we live. How we think is how we make decisions. How we think creates the mood we live with and the atmosphere that surrounds us. How we think is so powerful. So let's be those who live with elevated thinking. Let's be those who create new rhythms in the way we think, who would replace old thoughts in the way we think, and it would renew our minds in the way we think. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Have a great week. Love to see you on Wednesday night, Zoom Connect. Catch you later. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.